hey guys, you know what I love most? And what I think other girls love most too, is when my guy comes at the same time that I do. But that rarely happens and that's because there's an orgasm gap. Women take just a little bit longer to come than guys. But there is a solution and that is Promescence Delay Spray. I know that some of you guys are thinking like, oh, delay spray, I don't have PE. Well, Promescence Delay Spray is not just for guys with PE. It is for any guy who wants to last a little bit longer in bed without having to worry about it. It's not gonna totally numb you out and it's not gonna transfer to your partner. And for your partner, they have a whole line of women's products. I personally recommend their warming gel. They also sell lube and condoms and supplements that are gonna make you hornier. They have everything you need for a really hot night of sex. So what are you waiting for? Go get yourself some Promescent for Valentine's Day. Go to promescent.com slash strictly anon for 15% off your whole order. That's promescent.com slash strictly anon. Go there now for 15% off or just go to the description and click on the link. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. Follow the Strictly Anonymous podcast yet on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because everybody remains anonymous on my show. If you have an interesting, naughty, true story, true life story that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, you could be on the show. Either go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com, and click on Be on the Show, or send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com, and give me some information on what you want to talk about. Now, listen, if you want to be a part of my confessions um, episodes and you want to hear my two cents on your confession, (laughs) you could call my confessions hotline. The number is 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You have four minutes to leave a message. If you need longer, just call back. Uh, I change all the voices on the confessions as well. If they don't make it, onto an episode, they all get posted on my Patreon. Now, my Patreon is a great place to join now because for only $5 a month, you get access to all the anonymous confessions, all my episodes early and ad-free, plus you get all the hot picks of all of the girls that have been on my show and some guys that have been on my show, anonymous picks, plus the best thing you get that everyone's signing up for is access to my Discord. There's over 2,000 people on there and they're all getting super naughty. It's becoming like the Craigslist that doesn't exist anymore because <laughs> people are hooking up. They're emailing me and telling me that I don't take part in my discord, but all of the listeners do. If you sign up, you could go there. You are allowed to post pics, videos, all kinds of good stuff on discord. And you get all of that. Like I said, on my Patreon access to my discord, the pics, the confessions, I do Q and A's. You get all the episodes early and ad free, uh, all for $5 a month. It's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast that's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast now listen all of the links and the number to the confessions hotline is in the description so today i have on a couple mark and julie i love mark and julie they have such a great story the quick story in the beginning is they were married for a really long time and Mark was a drunk. He had a major drinking problem. They did try swinging at some point in their marriage and stuff, but they never really went far with it. And then eventually his drinking really took a turn for the worse. And Julie left him. And when she left him, he got fucking sober and clean and he came back for her and they got back together. And since they've been back together, they are better than ever. And they went back to swinging and they started pegging and they've had threesomes with a guy and then they had threesomes where Mark also hooked up with the guy and they came on to talk all about it. First, I talked to Mark for the first half hour and I talked to Julie for the second half hour. I love doing couples like that. Mark calls in to talk about how he got sober and how that led to him 
over communicating and really putting himself out there and he started over communicating about his fetishes and his kinks and the things that he was into it was super scary but he did it and his wife julie was super receptive and they started going back to swingers clubs and they went a couple times and then one time they went and they met a guy who they call perfect dick (laughs) and they wind up hooking up with perfect dick a bunch of times okay and he talks all about that now mark was super jealous he was a very jealous guy so even though he knew when he got clear-headed that he wanted to see his wife with another guy and that would turn him on he also was a little worried that he'd be jealous and there was one time where he was jealous he talks about that and he also talks about how they got through it but like I said they were they fooled around and had threesomes with perfect dick a bunch of times they both talk about those experiences in detail uh, they eventually started pegging because he was really into pegging. Uh, first, Julie didn't want to. They talk about why. Uh, and then she was down and she does it. And she talks about uh, how she feels about doing it. He talks about how much he loves it. <laughs> uh, and then they had or recently they had their first experience where Mark hooked up with the guy. So it's an MMF threesome they met a guy online they had an mff threesome mark didn't get to that story julie got to that story and that's a fucking funny story okay (laughs) we end with that julie and both mark talk about how opening up their relationship and their communication and all of this stuff has only helped their relationship they are living their best life and what's interesting is this was a couple that was divorced okay they were at one time divorced called to quits finished donezo <laughs> and now they are not only back together but they are better than they ever were and it's such a great story and they sent me in pics hot pics already i got them over on my patreon so if you want to see them go over there they'll be on my discord uh, link is in the description. I'm going to be right back on first with Mark, then with Julie. This is the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Uh, hi, Mark. It's going to be Mark and Julie, but I have Mark on first. How are you, Mark? I'm doing good, Kathy. How are you? I'm good. So listen, your Mark, your wife, Julie, is going to be on after you. I like to do couples this way. We hear from the guy first, and then we'll hear from your partner, Julie. You guys are a couple, married couple, who recently yep. got into pegging and swinging and threesomes and more sums, right? You're going to be doing some, <laughs> some more stuff yes. in the future. But let's like start at the beginning. I mean, how long have you been married? And then why did you recently decide to start doing all this kind of crazy things? Uh, we were married 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And we actually divorced 20, uh, five years ago, well, a little more than five years ago. And I had a, a drinking alcoholism problem and she just didn't, she couldn't be there for it anymore. And shortly after we divorced, I got sober. We stayed friends for about a year and we actually remarried about three and a half years ago. So I, I guess in total time, it's, it's been 30 years, but there was a little interruption in between. What, well, but what a gift that was, because probably <laughs> if she never left you, you put a probably never got sober like I think maybe she needed to do that so that you could figure Uh, your shit out right oh a hundred percent true if I didn't if I didn't feel that 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 gutting of that you're right it would have been the same thing today so I I try to remind her because I think sometimes she feels like she quit on me and no. it was quite the opposite. It was exactly. the most compassionate, most beautiful thing she got ever ever yeah. done for me. Yeah, and it's the harder thing. I mean, I think it's really hard to walk away from a partner or someone that you really care about when they're so wounded. But that really is what you unfortunately have to do because that addict, that person that's dealing with that was never going to change for you. They have to do it for themselves. And she created that bottom that you needed so that you could like fucking wake up and do what you need to do. So what a blessing. But yeah, she should not feel guilty. That's what somebody would have told her is the right thing to do, but it's the harder thing to do. But she did the right thing. Oh, 100%. And that's, I mean, really, that's kind of where the unhooking of me be, be having that open conversations uh, with her. First 25 years we were married, uh-huh. uh, we, play, we played her. I mean, our sex life was good. Uh-huh. Uh, she's a very attractive woman, very attracted to her. But the as my drinking progressed and got worse, my self-esteem and ego was beat up so bad that I was a jealous person under every circumstance. I, I wasn't a healthy partner to be around. Yeah, I can imagine. And I certainly wasn't going to share any secrets that I had inside of me because my self-esteem was so low that I, there's no way that I was going to put that out there. 
you couldn't be that vulnerable. Of course. Uh-huh, I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So getting sober, getting back together, we we spent a whole lot of time, even being married for 25 years when we remarried, was spending a whole lot of time learning how to communicate again. And that really helped lay down the groundwork to be able to have these vulnerable conversations and, and things along those lines. But in our previous marriage, we were married probably 10 years. Her dates and times are a little better than mine, but we were married about 10 years. And I told her I was interested in going to a swinging club. I'm very sexually hyperactive, super hypersexual. And I always have been masturbated a lot as a kid and just anyhow. So I, I had asked about going to a, a swingers club and for my birthday one year, she made a surprise arrangement for us to go to a swingers club. And we'd actually, we, we'd actually went a few times. Uh, we did some soft swapping, but then it kind of petered away and, and tapered away. It just kind of stopped. And I think a lot of that, like I said, had to do with my self-esteem uh, at the time and my, my drinking progressing and getting worse. It just, it, it, it went away. So when we got remarried a few years ago, when I got sober, the weird part was everything in my life at that point seemed more important. So I didn't want to hide. I didn't want to keep secrets. I didn't want to, I wanted to experience things that I hadn't experienced. We raised our kids. They're out of the house. They're all at some level of functionality and it was time for us to kind of enjoy life. And so anyhow, I started opening up to her about, I wanted to be more playful, chase my fetishes and kinks and things like that. So she had asked me for my birthday, what did I want? And there were three requests. One was to go to a, a swingers event. Two was to be pegged, which at that point we hadn't done any butt play ever. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, her, her, for her, anal is completely off limits. She is, I mean, <laughs> you, you want to see the, the teeth come out, tell her you want to play with her butt. But you wanted but I, it. <laughs> oh, I did. As a okay. matter of fact, even in, in, in masturbating as a young man, playing with my butt or putting things in my butt was always kind of appealing and it felt good to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, wanted, I wanted to feel the experience of somebody doing it to me. But it, she was my partner. So I asked her about that and... Uh, her first initial response was absolutely not. And so anyhow, just. But what was the third request? You said two things, anal oh. swingers club. And what <laughs> wanted, was the third I one? Wanted to wear a, I wanted to wear a pair of girls underpants. Now I'm never going to read the YouTube comments because I don't care, but <laughs> people, people I imagine are going to rip on me and call me gay or whatever. And you know, I don't care. I, I've listened to plenty of your episodes and I know how I feel. So I don't need to defend myself. To well, anybody. let me just defend you, you myself. Okay. Most cross-dressers are straight. Yeah. No, cross-dressers, I, I full cross-dressers. You're talking about just panties. I'm talking about there are guys out there <laughs> that want to fully dress up as a woman, but they are a hundred percent straight. So wrap right. your fucking head around that. If you want to know more <laughs> of the reason, go listen to one of my cross-dresser episodes, but let's get back to your story. Okay. So those sure. are your three requests. But when you said pegging, she was like, no way am I going to do that even to you? Yeah. She said, she, she, she said, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. You want to have great sex on Valentine's Day. <laughs> it's no secret that consuming a little THC can help set the mood in the bedroom and get you going. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, Via. Via paired aphrodisiac herbs with a mild amount of THC and created their best-selling high love gummy. That's right, a gummy made for hot sex. Their high love gummies will get your senses going, increase blood flow, and intensify your sexual experience. So go make Valentine's Day great by getting yourself some high love gummies. And if you're not into THC, Via also offers zero THC products. They have a whole CBD line with products designed for sleep, focus, and energy. I tried the sleep gummies and had the best night's sleep and had zero hangover the next day. Via legally ships in all 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. No medical card, required. So if you're 21 plus, you're going to get 15% off plus a free pack of award-winning dreams, THC plus CBN sleep gummies with my exclusive code strictly anon at viahemp.com. V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. That's V-I-I-H-E-M-P.com. Viahemp.com. Use my code strictly anon. 
Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline, 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number the website, and the email address will all be in the description. So, and that was, it's okay. I mean, she's my best friend. And I mean, if if anything, that time apart from us and me getting sober, I mean, it just, I mean, this is my living amends to her is to be a a great partner to her. And part of that plays into the story, in my opinion, and people I imagine will have their own, but in my opinion, it does. But Anyhow, so I, I shared those three things with her. She said, fine, you want to go to Swingers Club? And she, we've been to it before. And she said, hey, we, we'll go. Just figure out where you want to go and we'll go. So we made arrangements to go to uh, a club. Like, it's almost like a nightclub, but it's just for swingers. And we went there. She dialed up beautifully. and But we went there and it was, it was butts to elbows in the place. The music was so loud. You couldn't really talk to anybody. So we kind of sat by ourselves for a couple hours and left, and it wasn't really a good experience. I mean, people were super nice that we did have a brief conversation with, but people are fairly cliquish because they're already there with a group of people they already know or maybe already played with. So it was hard to to, to meet new people there. Mm-hmm. So then we found a place that's like a house party, fairly far, I don't want to say far, hour and a half or so from the house. But anyhow, we went up there. And it was a meet and greet night. And there was about 20 couples there. And we were able to ask questions. People were super nice. But honestly, I wasn't a, a really attracted to anybody or any situation. But it was a nice way to kind of tip our do- toes in the water. So then we agreed to go back another time. And we went back the second time. It was a, a straight out big old crazy party. I mean, probably 100 people there. And I, I was because of jealousy was so part of my life in the past, I felt that um, I, I, I was nervous to pull the trigger on anything. We really didn't communicate with anybody. We just sat to the side and watched. And anyhow, so uh, came back home from that event. We didn't play with anybody. Over the next couple of weeks, we're, we're talking and communicating with each other. And, and I told her, I said, I really don't want to go back there again if I have that same fear of, that jealousy or whatever i want to if we go back let's let's make a determination that we're going to do something and we had spoken about boundaries we've spoken about what's okay what's not okay i told her what kind of my fantasy was my fantasy was to uh, watch her with another guy and have that experience and she was pretty clear with me she's not interested in watching me with somebody else Mm -hmm. as the swinging uh, played out a little bit we'll get more into that She's okay now that if I want to go play with somebody, I can. She just doesn't want to watch. Okay. Where I'm the opposite. I do want to watch. I love seeing her have a good time. I like to see that happiness on her face, that satisfaction, that ego being fed. To me, that is so hot to to watch with her. Right. So anyhow, we made a decision. We're going to go back to this swinger club for a third time. And we were going to try to find something to interact, somebody to interact with. So we went back up a third time, and when we went back, we were sitting, and we we dropped ourselves into a group of people here because we just wanted to start communicating and being part of the the deal. And a a fellow had walked in with a couple. So it was two guys and a girl. Not sure what even what their play method was at this point because they just walked in as a group, like I said, two guys and a woman. And I could tell that my wife, I got caught from the guy or her – her eyes turned to the guy and you could see that she was attracted to him. And he, he was sitting, I don't know, maybe 10 feet, 20 feet to the side of us. He passed behind us a couple of times. And as he had passed, she'd look at him. So he'd come back one more time. And I just got up and introduced myself and I say, hi, I'm Mark. This is 
my wife Julie, we just wanted to say hello and introduce ourselves. And he, you know, said his name and stuff. And anyhow, not 10 minutes later, he is naked at the pool. And <laughs> he, uh, his nickname could have been Tripod, if you know what I'm talking about. Oh he had my a little face. That big. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh no. Boy, that panic set yeah. over me in the essence of. Boy, do I really? And you, you, you say it all the time in your podcast, right? Everybody wants that guy, a second guy, to be bigger. Yeah. And that was actually, that was definitely part of my fantasy. But in the same essence, like, how do you go back to average old, old Mark? Yeah, yeah. There's got to be that fear there too. Will she ever be satisfied <laughs> with you? Yes, it, it was. It was real for sure. <laughs> yeah. But anyhow, he came walking by us again, and I just had to tear the bandaid off. I just had to go. So I got up, walked up to him, and he was actually with the girl that he walked in on. And I said, listen, I, I just want to ask, I don't know what your play style is and anything like that, but would you be all right if my wife gave you a head? <laughs> he's like, and he's like, sure. Interesting. And so he said, well, can this lady friend of mine come in the, in the room with us as well? So we went into the playroom, and my wife performed head on him. And there wasn't a whole lot of interaction. It was just, it was almost transactional. And, and it turned out he ended up asking if his lady friend could play at the same time. And he, she was sitting on his face, he figuring her, her vagina and stuff. And my wife was giving him a head. And the odd part was he didn't come. And I, I've been with her for 30 years. And I think she gives fantastic head. But anyhow, he didn't come. And so we, we kind of get ourselves out of that situation. And we stick around for a few more minutes and then we book. Now we have an hour and a half car ride home, right? A whole lot of time to kind of change gears. And what, what, how did that, how did we both feel after that experience? And what my wife was sharing with me is that it felt transactional to her. She has to have some kind of connection, some kind of lead up to it, some kind of like physical or mental foreplay to get herself into that thing. I don't know. I'm sure you've heard the phrase down to fuck where people just meet and they yeah, go fuck. DTF. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. That, that is not my wife. My wife has to have that emotional connection, the kissing ahead of time, that, that part of it. So anyhow, we got his name and we got his, his Facebook account name or whatever. And we, we reached out to him on a PM on, on Facebook and said, Hey, would you be interested in playing again? And he said, yeah, no, you guys were great and blah, blah, blah. And so anyhow, we made arrangements to meet in a city in between us. And I got in a hotel room and the, it was set up with the idea that we were going to meet him for drinks, have dinner together, have a couple cocktails together, try to make sure that there was some kind of connection for my wife. Mm -hmm. And we did that. And he's a super chill guy, super nice guy. Matter of fact, I had sent you a text message that he was, even willing to be on the call with us, but yeah, yeah, you know, I remember that. For, yeah, another day, another time, I mm -hmm. guess. But anyhow, just a super nice guy, and he'd been in the lifestyle for a long time. Now he's about ten years younger than my, my wife and I are. My wife's in her earlier part of her fifties. I'm in my latter part of my fifties, and he's in his mid forties. But anyhow, so we have dinner, we have a couple cocktails, things are going good, and now I mean it's really time to take to tear the bandaid off again. So I, I have a hotel room in the city, and I tell them, let's, we're playing pool. I said, let's fit, wrap up this game, and let's head back to the hotel. And people talk about kissing, that it's off limits or it's on limits, but I know that that's part of the aphrodisiac for my wife. Right. So when we leave the pool hall, I suggest that the two of them sit in the back seat, and I'll drive back to the hotel. And they're making out in the back seat, and I'm watching them in the mirror. And I, I could tell my wife's getting turned on by it. And it didn't, the weird part is it didn't bother me. I didn't know how I'd react to it because it does seem more intimate to me, the kissing. But it, it didn't really bother me with the two of them making out in the car. So we go back to the hotel. We go upstairs into the hotel room. And I, I they call it the cuck chair. Every hotel room has one. So. I sit in the chair. And cuck and chair? <laughs> I've never heard of <laughs> that. But you're right. Every hotel does have that chair off to the side of the bed. <laughs> exactly. I mean, but anyhow, I sat in the chair. And part of the reason I sat in the chair was I didn't want to feel like she had to take care of me. Mm -hmm. I wanted her to enjoy herself and let go 
and things like that. So anyhow, they, they fooled around and he told her, he goes, you're going to have to tap out. I, I don't finish. And he wasn't kidding. And they, they fucked for almost two hours. And he actually studies how to control it. And I mean, like I said, that's why it would have been an interesting conversation, but I mean, he, he has studied how to control it so that he doesn't. Yeah. But anyhow, so he, man, she's biting her lips. She's, oh my God. She, and she's coming like, I don't know. She must've come seven or eight times that night. Here's the part that bothered me. When she was coming, she would lean up to kiss him or something. That bothered me. The making out in the car didn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. But as she as she was getting, let's just say, fuck drunk, and she's leaning up, it's a little more passionate of a kiss. That's what got me. Okay, it almost felt like it felt like more of a a sexual and high energy connection, and that's what freaked me out. Okay, huh? So the other part of it was we left him at the hotel, which I paid for. And that was a weird thing, too, because, right, is he going to trash the room? Is it, Anyhow, none of that happened. But anyhow, we, we then had an hour and a half car ride home. And my head was full. And I mean, I was that the jealousy part of it, the hot part of it. And it took me a few days to be able to put it into words to, to Julie. And really what it came down to was, one, I didn't like watching. I wanted to be involved. And okay. and the fellow that we were with was perfectly fine with me being involved. And matter of fact, at the end of the play session, he did her doggy style in front of me in, in the chair and Julie gave me a head. So she was getting what do they call it, the spit, spit roast, roasted, yeah. <laughs> but anyhow, and that was hot, super hot for me. And uh so but it was still it was in my head. And what really was in my head was that kissing while she was fooling around. So anyhow, over the next couple of weeks, Julie and I spoke quite a bit and, and talked about the situation. I was not mad at her for anything. This was all my request. This was all my doing. So none of that came into play. But she is, Julie's a very compassionate, very giving person. And she felt bad that she had hurt me. She mm-hmm. really didn't hurt me. It was just all new emotions, all new feelings. I didn't know how to, to deal with it. Yeah. But anyhow, so. What it came to me was I needed to be involved. So we invited this fellow to our house, actually. Instead of getting a hotel room, he was going to come out. We were going to have di- the three of us were going to have dinner together. And then I was going to play with him. And he was totally fine with that. Not in a boy-boy way, but as the two of us taking care of her. So that's what we do. We have a wonderful night. Julie's, I mean, well taken care of. She is hotter than ever because I am involved. I'm super hot and super sexual for me because watching her face, watching her actions and being turned this way. I mean, it was two hours of sex. And I'll tell you, for a man in his late 50s, two hours of sex was a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But there was enough energy, enough adrenaline, enough dopamine behind it that it it passed like a blink of an eye. Mm -hmm. So next time we saw him, I was actually doing work where he lived. And Julie came out to stay at a hotel, which I had reserved because I'm, I'm, I'm doing work in that town for a couple of days. So she came out. He met us at, well, we went to dinner and then we came back to the hotel and fooled around. And I, I was the first one that had to leave in the morning. And this is just so weird. But I, I guess still having that boundary and having that communication, I had told them both when I was leaving in the morning, I didn't want them to fool around. And, and John, well, I said his name, but if you take that out, but he, he had actually left the hotel right after I did because he did want to fool around it, but he wanted to respect our wishes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. anyhow, they, they, he, he, he left right after that. And I even called before I started work just to see if he was still there and if they had. And because it was, it was messing with my head a little bit. So since that situation, now the pegging side of it. When I told Julia about pegging, she told me that she'd be willing to play with my butt, but she wasn't going to peg me. So we went to the store and we bought the, the things that push in your butt and then a couple of dildos and things like that. And she, she was very passionate, very caring. We did a lot of communication of how it, what felt good, what didn't feel good. And then finally I got out of her. The, the, what was holding her up with pegging was the leather harness. That was a that was her hang up. 
he felt, yeah, you, you, you will, and I'm sure she'll be able to explain it better to me, but the harness was her, her hang-up. Well, because this was a fetish of mine for so long, I knew that they made women's underpants that were built to handle a dildo. So we went to this, the sex store. I showed him to her, and she goes, oh, yeah, that's, that makes this so much better. It was like all of a sudden there was a, a switch, and that was the problem. Interesting. So since then, mm-hmm. yeah, we have Sunday fun day. That's my day. <laughs> And she'll say, what what time do you want to have Sunday fun day today? And there's prep to it. I have to take a good shower and do certain things to prepare for that. And um, I, I absolutely love it. And I just listened to one of your, your podcasts actually earlier today from Santo. And I mean, what he's describing is 100% true. And you even describe it with, with people that talk about it. it. It is an incredible sensation to have that thing happen to you. You know what I mean? It's just, there is so many nerve endings. There yeah. is so many. Mm-hmm. And, and I, it, it's it's awesome. Yeah. But what it did, because I you know, I was born in that time where if you put something up your butt, you're gay. Yeah. And watching Julie give head to the tripod or whatever, you I mean, right? He, I actually saved in my phone his perfect dick because his <laughs> dick, it looks like somebody took one of those ones you could buy at a sex shop and that's what he carries. It's just, I saw, I've seen know. one of those. It was, yeah, it's not only like huge, but it's like perfect looking. It looks like you, you should make dildos out of it. Okay, great. A Valentine's Day gift idea for you. That's the Butter Wellness Personal Massager. Now, anyone that listens to my show knows I'm always talking about anal action, why it's so good and how much I love it and why I think Every guy should try it out. (laughs) And that's why I'm excited to tell you about the Butter Wellness Personal Massager. Because their massager is used on the outside. You do not have to put anything in the inside to have a prostate orgasm. Use it right on your taint. If you don't know where your taint is, it's that little sensitive spot between your balls and your asshole. Massaging your taint on the daily can not only give you a prostate orgasm, which by the way, I've heard is like the best orgasm ever. It also increases your blood flow, gives you stronger erections. And if you have any kind of erectile dysfunction going on, it's going to help with that too. And right now, Butter Wellness is offering my listeners 20% off their whole order. So order up for Valentine's Day. Buy as much as you can because you're going to get 20% off of everything you buy when you use my code strictly at butterwellness.com. That's butterwellness.com. Use my code strictly for 20% off your entire order. Get your Valentine's Day gift now so you don't have to worry about it later. Butterwellness.com. Code strictly. I saw one of those before. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyhow, I told Julie that I had interest in, in, in sucking one. And boy, that, I mean, it, it took up a lot of time and a lot of, <laughs> of vulnerability to share that with her. Yeah, and, you I know, can imagine. And even when I brought up pegging, Julie asked, Are you gay? And I, thought, and I said, No, it's, it's the sensation, it's the feel. And the good news is I had heard a number of times on, on podcasts where people, where I could put it into words now because I heard other people share it. Yeah. And it's, I have no attraction to a man. As a matter of fact, at the end of this, my last part, I'll be sharing that we we go into trying to find an MMF. Yeah, I remember that. Uh-huh. I, I, can, I can give head or play with a, with a guy as well. And uh, I have no attraction. I'm, and I'm turned on by women. But when I'm in the heat of what's going on, it's hot to me. And she's put a dildo in my mouth when we're playing and the dirty talk and things like that. And it, it's super, super hot to me. And, but sharing that I wanted to do it for real, Julie was really understanding and said, yeah, let's, let's try it. See, it sounds good to me because I get to play too. So the, 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 the fellow that we had played with a few times, he always said, if you want to try something, just let me know. It never hurts to ask. So I had sent him a text message and, and asked him if he would, if he would play this way. And he said, no, he said, no, no foul in asking, but that's not my play style. Well, it also turns out that he had started seeing a girl at this point as a relationship. Mm-hmm. And the, the odd part was he used to text us or we text each other a couple times a week. So like the three of us just checking in with each other and those stopped. And the funny part was Julie actually felt like she was broken up with. <laughs> and it was, it was kind of cute, but yeah. one part I, I need to share about this, and I, I'm probably prattling way beyond my, my part of the phone call. But when Julie and I started this this 
this thing with tripod julie started her first leadership role at the company she works at and she was struggling incredibly with imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. so i was trying to prop her up the best that i could you're beautiful you're smart you're you're a great person you got generous you're all right always trying to build her up and one day she told me she said you have to tell me that it doesn't mean anything and it was honestly painful to hear but I get her point, right? She just, I've been there for 30 years. That's my job. Yeah. So there was part of me that when we started looking for somebody, I knew that would help her change the perception of herself. Our kids don't know about our journey, but I spoke with my daughter who's 26 years old the other day. And she said, dad, it's amazing in the last year, how much mom self-confidence has gone up. And honestly, I, I you can certainly ask her for her own opinion. But I think by having somebody else be there for her, see her as I saw her, yeah, has really changed her her approach to how she conducts herself every day. And to me, that was one of the hotter parts of it because she's my best friend. Not only is she my wife, she's my best friend. Yeah. And to see, to see your people that you really care that much about grow and see what you've been seeing for 30 years. Man, there's nothing more satisfying than that. Let me ask you a question because you did say early on that you were really jealous. And you yeah, were concerned. Yeah, and you were concerned even way later after you got sober. Like you were you knew you were gonna be turned on by her being with a guy, but you had this other part of you that was like, What if I get jealous? I mean, did uh, jealousy ever come up or was did was were you never jealous? I mean what's the deal with no, that? No, it, it I would I'd say that kissing situation when we met at that hotel. That was the only jealousy. And when 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 I realized that that is part of sex for Julie, yeah. part of the turn on, part of that warming up period is kissing, mm-hmm. then I completely understood it. Yeah. And then I knew it had to be part of it going future because that's part of that's all that's all the foreplay for her. That's where a lot of girls may want to get their get eaten out or whatever. You make out with Julia, man. It, it, she's she wet from it, just from making out, because that that is her foreplay. Yeah, it could be really dirty. I mean, I know that a lot of people relate kissing to something that's just only romantic, but I think kissing is very it could be very erotic too. So I oh, totally yeah, get that, but I I could see why some people would be worried. You just want to make sure it's not anything more than that. You know what I mean? Like that one oh, time. Yeah, no, yes, a hundred percent true. And I, I just didn't. I didn't want my behavior to get out of control like it had in, when I was still drinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Julie was very, very concerned about that as well. She felt that that, that green monster was going to come out. And when we were driving home, I was never angry with her and never even angry at the situation. I just started trying to put words to how I felt. And she was able, I believe, to relax from that and know that it wasn't a personal attack for me. It was me trying to work through those emotions. And I, I said, even at driving home from our uh, hotel visit, I didn't know what that emotion meant or even where that emotion came from. I knew it was there, but until we talked through it, and it took a few days to get through it to figure out that that's really where it came from and, and how that played into our situation and things like that. The next time the two of them kissed, it didn't bother me at all. But that's because you over-communicated about it. And you probably would have never been able to do that when you were a fucking drunk, right? You're so much more... <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're totally so you're so clear-headed yeah. now that you were able to really put it out there and talk until you figured it out. And that's what it's all right. about. There's all that communication. And people, I find, a lot of times, the reason why people in the lifestyle have like way better marriages than people, vanilla people, is because they're constantly over-communicating with each other because they have to. And that's the way if they're successful, that's what it's all about. But that only strengthens your relationship. I think that 100 percent. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's part of my amends process, too, with Julie is I wasn't available a lot of times. I may have been sitting in the house, but I wasn't emo- emotionally or physically of available mm-hmm. because I was polluted. So that's part of my men's now is when we sit down for dinner, our phones go off to the, uh, you know, into the kitchen. 
And we're with each other. I'm, and we're present for each other. Absolutely. Yeah, there's such a big difference. I'm sober uh, like 30 years. I don't know. I've been sober. So, yeah, thir- 20 years. And I think the big difference is being present. And it's interesting as a sober person sitting across from other people who aren't present when I realize, oh, wow, there's such a difference. When I spent a lot of my life that that way, not being present. And same with you. And I think it's a, a very interesting switch. It's, but it's so extreme and so much better, right? Being present. Oh, so yeah. uh, like, like, let's end the call with you where we started, which is like, thank God Julia <laughs> left you <laughs> yep. so that you could clean up your fucking act. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going <laughs> to get her so on. You know, since I, I sent the request in, we did have our first MF, MMF with a guy or I did participate, and she can share that side of it. Oh, you did? Well. Because, yeah, because yeah, on the did, thing, yes. it was sounding like it was in the future. All right, so we're going to have to get that from Julia. <laughs> thanks, right. thanks, Mark. Thanks you so bet. much for calling in. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi. Hi, Julie. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. I just talked to your guy, Mark, and now we're going to get your side of the story. How are you doing today, Julie? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Well, listen, I want to start off by saying what a great thing you did by by divorcing Mark, okay, when you did, because you got him to sober up. He was saying that you felt like bad about it sometimes every now and then, but really that was like the greatest gift you could have given to him as an addict. That's what people have to do. And unfortunately, it is the hardest thing to do. And some people can never do it because it feels like you're abandoning someone, but you're really not. You're really doing the right thing for them. Because look, he got sober and you saved his life, really. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Sometimes the, the the dichotomy of that is you say in sickness and in health, and I look at addiction as kind of a sickness. So yeah, but no, you did. Look, but look what happened. It really was the right thing. And unfortunately, it's like I think they call it tough love. That's what it is. I think you did the right thing. I, you created that bottom that he needed, uh, and that created the change. And he he couldn't be happier. And you guys couldn't be happier. He told me all about how you guys got back into swinging. I mean, you had tried swinging before. He told me. I mean, you guys did go to the swinger club while you were married but when he got sober and came to you and started confessing to you all of his kinks like how did you feel about getting back into everything and all the stuff that he started telling you about so i think part of it and he may have shared this is when we got back together we spent a lot of time and we went through counseling to try and build better communication skills Mm -hmm. and so I think as part of that him sharing these things that he was interested in that was like a, a trust thing, right? He gave me something. So I guess part of me, I will say that we, we, we kid around and call this his hobby. It's people that like collect things or go to like craft shows or whatever. Yeah. Like this is, the, this is his deal. So definitely he does all the research and then he'll present his, his ideas. And then if, if, if I'm down, we, we go ahead and try and explore it. So his, so what you, what you're saying, his thing is kinks, like his kinks are his thing, his hobby. <laughs> I mean, like sex in general is his hobby. Oh, okay, he like, okay, listens yeah. to podcasts and follows Reddit pages and all of that. Oh, okay. I love that. So now I know that he did say like when he told you about pegging, like you weren't really that into it, but then he realized it was really just about the harness. Is that what the deal was? <laughs> yeah, that definitely was a holdup. And yeah, there's probably some psychology there, but I just don't like the, we have looks like underwear or something, but the strappy belty kind of thing just did not work for me. Well, let's go back to that first time that you guys went back to the swingers club. I know that you had two times where you went and just kind of watched But then the third time you guys did wind up participating. You want to tell me about that time, like from your point of view? Yeah, for sure. So like you said, we had been a couple of times and just kind of were observers. And so our conversation leading up to it was, um, okay, well, we've just been sitting on the sidelines observing. It's time to either get involved or maybe maybe this isn't our deal. Mm -hmm. So we kind of went with an agenda. And then we were hanging out at the party. It was like in the summertime and and they had a pool or whatever. So we're sitting out on the pool deck and Mark caught me looking at a guy that walked by. So then he was like, (laughs) all right, we're going to jump on this. He's like, he's like, that guy's cute, huh? And I'm like, yeah, he's cute, whatever. And so he just walked right up to him and asked him if he was interested, like straight out of the box, like the, like very little conversation before, because we had kind of talked about it beforehand that either we're going to do something or or this is kind of silly to keep going to this place. Mm-hmm. So you have to keep going. <laughs> oh, I have to keep going. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going. You know, I mean, you eventually <laughs> wind up blowing cool. this guy. Okay, we got to get to that Right, part. exactly. So he, he asked the guy, uh, like, 
if whoever he was with would care if his wife blew him and he was like, yeah, no, she doesn't care. And she, she and Mark both came into the playroom with us and, um, I started blowing him and then actually the person he was with kind of got up on his face. So he got, he got pretty good service on that, on that deal. But that was, that was our first experience like that, where Mark was just observing. And I think both of us thought that was kind of weird, but you know, again, that was like kind of a trust thing. So he's like, Hey, I won't get mad about this, which seemed kind of counterintuitive, but he definitely did not get mad. Right. Now, I know you had some rules going in, like no making out and stuff like that. I mean, did you have any kind of reservations? Were you worried because, you listen, you're a guy, you've been with him a long time. He's super jealous. He had that issue. He copped to that. I mean, and here you are about to blow another guy in front of him. Were you a little nervous that maybe he wouldn't react well? Yeah, 100%. 100% I was nervous about that to the point where I was kind of thinking, all right, so what's my exit strategy if he <laughs> takes right, the car? Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? Got Uber on the or, and Lyft on the phone or whatever, you know, so. Oh, my God, that's so funny. So you were definitely nervous, right? I was definitely nervous. But like I said, he was like, no, 100%. That's what I want to do. I want to see this. I think it'll be so hot. And I'm like. Uh, okay, whatever. So like I said, we, we did that. I, I gave this guy the blowjob and Mark sat and watched and then he was totally fine afterwards. We went home and Mark and I then fooled around when we got home and, and everything was cool. Now, was it like the reclaiming sex really great because of that, what you guys had just experienced? I mean, a lot of times people talk about the reclaiming aspect of it. And and I think like for us, the the connection after you have sex, when you're just kind of laying together or whatever and, and kind of talking or, or even just like holding each other or whatever, that part definitely, I think we felt more connected or whatever in mm-hmm. that part of it. Yeah. So yeah, I would say that there, that there was a benefit in our relationship for that. Yeah. Okay. So now take me to that experience when he joined in. Did you... Did you want to have that experience, take it to the next level and have him there and do a whole threesome with two guys, one being your husband? So, so this, this is like complete. And I, I imagine he probably said this, yeah. but I always think whatever we do something that's like on Mark's bucket list that we'll have checked that box and scratch that itch. And at some point, you know, you'll get to the end of the road with it, but it really doesn't tend to be that way in my experience <laughs> so far. Oh my God, so so then he was like. He was like, okay, so that went well. How about this? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we made plans with that same guy. Yeah, perfect um, dick, And right? we met perfect him. Dick. Perfect dick is his yeah. name? <laughs> yeah, that's what he likes to call him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not a terrible one, and I'll say that much for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go on. And so we met him, and we hung out with him a little bit more, um, like, just to kind of like have more of a little social connection. Yeah. And then we went back to a hotel, and... I started out with the other guy first and then we asked Mark to join in and then, yeah, we all, we all fooled around and I mean, me and both the guys. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I know that Mark was like, oh, I, I definitely wanted to experience her being with a guy with a bigger dick. That's there's something hot about that. I always hear that from guys that want their wives to be with other guys. They, the, the bigger dick thing is like a thing. And it's only because they're, they're very into seeing the wife pleasure. But there was that fear in him like, oh, my God, what if she's not then going to be still interested in, in me afterwards? I mean, did you find that? Oh, yeah, this guy was really huge and it was great, but it was still great with your husband. Yes, 100% still great with my husband. And I think the thing, and this is going to sound cheesy, I think, but like I told Mark, I'm like, even like when I fool around with this other guy and he has a big dick and I orgasm, it, it's not the same for me. Like the, the, the orgasm, the release isn't the same as it is with Mark, who I've known for a long time and I'm obviously in a committed, connected relationship with. Yeah, it's, it's, there's more layers to it. I would, I w- I, like, that's the way I would assume you feel it. I'm a woman. I know the difference between a great orgasm from a booty call compared to a great orgasm from someone you really care about. I you mean, care it just, about. Yeah, yeah, it's so much different. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, you get it. He doesn't always understand that part. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I don't know how guys experience orgasms, but I know how women do, and I know that there's a very big difference. It's the same like when you're jerking off. Like, you can have the best orgasm. It's not going to be the same as when you're with someone else or someone you care about so yeah I totally get that that's a good point to make did you explain that to him we have we've talked about that and I don't know if Mark had shared this but we hooked up with that guy a couple of times yeah and I think for us like the comfort level it gets easier the second or third time that that you do something like this because I knew at that point that Mark wasn't going to be mad about it 
you had that little issue where he was upset about the kissing, but you explained to him that, and I explained to him too. As a woman, I think kissing can be very romantic, but it could just also be very hot. That it doesn't yeah, mean anything. For sure. And, yeah. I, and I just think, yeah, for me, that like is, that makes me hot. You yeah, know? yeah. Good kissing is, yeah, that's, that's one of my deals. So, yeah, but you just had to explain to him that and he understood, right? Yeah, for sure. And I think that, as you say, explain to him that the biggest piece like this whole journey like the physical part of it obviously there's things that we're learning about ourselves there but the 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 connection the conversation the like debrief or whatever you're like planning before I mean obviously you don't know we'll talk about okay so all the things you can think of what if this happens what if this happens but obviously in the moment you just I mean there's a another person with a brain so other things could come up that you just didn't even entertain maybe yeah But it's all about that communication. And thank God, you know, your guy quit drinking because he's so clear headed. Now he he you know, you guys are over communicating with with each other, which is what it's all about. If you're going to be in an open relationship. I mean, that's the difference between the couples who are successful as opposed to the couples who are unsuccessful. And the other thing that that does in a relationship, I hear this a lot from people who used to be vanilla and they're not anymore, that they just feel like they're even closer now. And I think a big part of it is all of that communication. You start over communicating about sex. It leads to over communication about everything. And that's just only going to deepen your relationship overall. Yeah, for sure. That That's definitely been our experience is that that extra level of communication and connection has definitely, I mean, it's improved. Like we just have a good life. Definitely taking drinking for him out of the equation was important um, because we did not have this kind of relationship or this kind of trust and communication. Yeah. And I feel like if he was in his drinking days and he you wound up kissing that guy and that situation happened, it would have wound up with you driving home in an Uber by yourself. And I get that's why you thought that way, because you knew the old him. But he's like a rational person now, I think. I quit drinking 20 years ago, so I know the difference between being a fucking addict and being clear headed. It's a big difference because really what being an addict is all about is just like not knowing how to control your emotions. So he wouldn't have been able to control that emotion of jealousy when he had it, whereas so many years later being sober he sees his wife he's flipped out a little bit about it but he's able to talk to you he said you guys it talked it out for a while a couple days and then he came to understand let's get to the pegging and then you got to get to the male male uh, threesome you have because eventually he winds up being with the guy and he didn't get to that story with me because he was telling me his backstory but with the pegging do you enjoy it now I enjoy it and I know there's a word for it and I won't remember what it is I enjoy in part because of how much he gets out of it. He yeah. totally enjoys it, right? Yeah, um, that's and, a, yeah. And that's a turn on, right? And you want to make your partner feel good. And I think it took a little while to kind of, I mean, it's, I don't, I don't know if it's something you've experienced, but for me, it took a little while to get the hang of it. There's, <laughs> no, no, I never have, but people have explained to me, you can't feel it. It's like an appendage, right? but it's, you don't have a feeling of it. And but it remember, doesn't have sensation. In yeah. That way. So yeah, it, yeah. Exactly. So I've heard that before. So it is very hard to figure out how to like thrust and stuff. It makes sense. Right. And we joke around. I'm like, okay, so now you have your heads over your, your legs over your head. So you know how I feel. And now I know how it, how it is from your side. Oh my God. That's so fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, because listen, it's a very dom thing to do, you know, as a woman. Do you get into the whole dominating him or is it more like you just get into the pleasure he's having? So I get into the pleasure he's having for sure. But to get into the headspace, there's like the last time that we fooled around, I was like, I was joking around. I put on like elbow links gloves and I was like, okay, I've got my super villain outfit on. Yeah, I'm going to be ready. Yeah, yeah, that's great. You're getting in character. That's what it's all about. Yeah, for sure. And I think we, he and I had talked about even just going to events out places and stuff. I always like when there's a theme because then there's, I can focus on that. You get into the costume and it's that persona. Yeah. And you're a little outside of yourself. So you, maybe you're more free to do things. More free to do things. Yeah. yeah. That you're, you're not you're so Julie. inside your brain. <laughs> yeah. 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 I get, I totally understand that. So now how did the whole like, thing come about with him being with a guy? Like, how did you feel though, when he first told you that he wanted to be with a guy? So obviously like the first time you hear it, you're like, okay, so does, does that mean not me anymore or everybody or you kind of have to like work your, work your way through that. But I think because we were on this journey already, I was like, and I'm, I, I compartmentalize. I think people do this. Like there's that physical part, right? So that's just a physical sensation, right? And so 
to me, I'm like, we joke, I'm like, okay, so it's just part of your research. It's just another science experiment, right? So let's try it. Let's see what it's about, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the peg. You mean like just that he likes anal play? Well, that and even putting a dick like in his mouth, giving a guy or- oral <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you were able to get to a point where you could compartmentalize and understand that it's just thing. Cause he said to me and I, listen, let me just tell you, Julie, I have heard this from so many guys. And then I had a therapist on, uh, who wrote a book on it just for the wives for explaining that if your guy says to you, listen, sometimes I want to suck a dick, but I'm totally straight and I'm not into guys. That's a true story. And he explained it on my show why that's fucking real. I told you like, he wrote a whole book for women because there's probably so many women's like, but that doesn't make sense. But it is a thing. And I've heard it so many times that it never used to make sense to me, but it's absolutely a thing. And I forget what he said. It's something like the difference between your sexual orientation or your erotic orientation orientation it's just like in the moment while you're having sex like you might just want to suck a dick because it's like dirty hot sex but it doesn't mean anything when you're out of that experience and that's what it's all about and the way we talked about it he's Mm -hmm. like I'm not like like he I can tell an attractive woman he could tell an attractive man but he's not necessarily attracted to a man exactly but some people will be like but yeah you want to suck a dick (laughs) <laughs> I call it whenever you're when you're hot enough, everything sounds like a good idea. Yeah. I mean, listen, being horny is like being drunk. That's what I always say. So, right? yeah. so-, <laughs> so maybe when you're horny drunk, you're into dick. But when you're straight, the minute you come, you're like back in reality. And he's like- exactly. And then it's like, OK, you need to go, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So walk me through that experience because he didn't even tell me about that because when he booked the appointment, it was still like something you were guys were going to do. So you did this recently. Yeah, this was pretty recent. Last couple well, definitely since the new year, last mm-hmm. last couple of weeks. So we had talked about it and I was like, well, I mean, how do you want to go about this? And so we had put a post on like a website, like mm-hmm. for pineapple or swinger people or whatever. Yeah. And just kind of said, this is what we're looking for. And people were DMing us like crazy. And so then we were kind of sorting through that or whatever. And that's all, that's always an interesting to me, an interesting thing. Cause I'm like half of the people I'm like, okay, that sounds fake, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, or this guy isn't into you. He just wants pictures of me naked. That's really all that is, you know, <laughs> you know, cause people will ask for that, which, you know, fine, whatever, you know, you want to know who you're hooking up with or whatever, but totally. you know, just like, you could like to me sometimes I'm like they're just not asking anything about the situation they're just asking you know what I mean like whatever so yeah. we kind of lead it through picks. it yeah huh yeah exactly and I'm sure I'm not the first person that's been like sometimes people are just out there looking for picks oh that's or, a, that's know. the biggest actually that's the biggest thing that people talk about is the problem of finding people to be thirds or couples to hook up with there's just a lot of waste wading through the bullshit so anyway <laughs> go on it's kind of like dating there's a lot yeah. of that in dating too yeah. from what I recall <laughs> mm-hmm. totally but anyway so we finally settled on this guy that we were kind of chatting with through de- direct messaging or whatever and we set up a meeting where we were just going to meet and have drinks and visit and get to know each other a little bit and then decide if we wanted to go ahead with it um, mm-hmm. And we met and that was fine. And we were like, yeah, okay, that's fine. We'll do it. And so then we set a time to meet him at a hotel so that we could hook up or whatever. Um, And we did. I don't know how much information you want, but um, information, I mean, whatever you want to give. (laughs) So, so we, we start like fooling around or whatever. And I went down on this other guy first Mm -hmm. and I was like, I mean, I've done this a few times, but this guy, it had a funny taste. Almost imagine you're in the summer and somebody's used bug spray. Really? Okay. And you like kiss him or whatever. And it just had that chemically taste to it. Dick? Like, His dick. I'm like, gross. What did he like sanitize <laughs> it or something before? I don't know. So I didn't, I didn't ask, okay. but I was like, <laughs> I'm like, we're here now. So let's, you know, yeah, let's yeah. do what we're going to do. So then, you know, Mark joined me and we were both doing it and, and so then we pulled around or whatever and he left and I looked at him I'm like, okay, that was not representative of any <laughs> other experience I've ever had with a guy. He's going to come out of it being like, wow, I never knew guys smelled like bug spray. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm like, you d- please do not judge the experience on this particular one. You may want to like, we may want to go back to the drawing board because I was like, 
I've done this a few times and it's never been quite like this. (laughs) That is fucking hilarious. Wait, how far did he go with the guy? Did you guys just blow him? Did he bottom or top or do anything else? No, just, just, just hand and and mouth. That was it. Oh, okay. And just oral. Now, did you only do oral with the guy or did you do more with him? No, I fucked him. (laughs) Oh, you did? (laughs) Okay. Now, does your guy, does Mark want to go further and do more? Because, I mean, listen, he's into anal action. We know he likes to get pegged. I would assume that getting fucked in the ass is on his bucket list. No? Yeah, to this point, he has not expressed an interest in that. And then after we met that guy. Yeah, to this, I mean, life is long. We've still got time, I'm sure. Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. Like, we talked to another guy at a party or whatever, Mm -hmm. and we just, we... We haven't met up with him again, but like, I think that's still a possibility that he would try it again with this other guy. But we just, we haven't really talked about that lately. So with a different guy. Now, what was his experience? I mean, like you were like, don't worry, this isn't what it is. Was he like, oh, I didn't care. He had the face <laughs> like, Ew, why did I just do that? You know, like, but I, I don't think it was like the act as much as the, like the actual experience. Oh, he was freaked out by it or no? No, I don't think he was freaked out about having the dick in his mouth. He just, it wasn't enjoyable. And then the sex itself was, I was like, (laughs) Mark and I have this little joke when I'm bored. I like do this thing with my arm where I like kind of flip my wrist around, Uh hurry it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was doing that where Mark could see it, but the other guy couldn't. (laughs) Oh my God, hilarious. Yeah, it seems kind of mean, but we're not giving names, so. <laughs> no, and listen, sometimes this happens. And look, you got three. It just was not a good connection, right? <laughs> yeah, it's never going to be 100% great every single time. I think it's always important to show that sometimes you're going to hook up and all the chemistry is going to be great. The stars are going to light. Sometimes it's not. That's that's just real life shit. I mean, and I like these stories. It's kind of funny. I never smelled a dick that smelled like bug spray. Or what did you say? It, you always hear something new. I'm sure you yeah. learn things every week. Yeah, but you know, Mark did end. And talking about how one of your kids were like, oh, my God, like moms so much seems so much happier and different and she feels so good about herself. Do you notice a change in yourself? And is it because of being in the lifestyle? Is that why you feel like you do you feel that in yourself of what your child has seen? I would say, yes, I definitely think I am more confident. I would say a part of it, like when we. When we were hooking up with the first guy, the the good experience, like yeah. of the third party in our relationship, we were texting back and forth and Mark would send him pictures of me and he would be like, oh my God, she's so hot. So, I mean, that, that sounds nice. I always tease Mark. Mark, he's very kind. He tells me how beautiful I am and how much he's attracted to me all the time. And I'm like, you're like r- obligated to say that because <laughs> like you're in a relationship with me. So it does yeah. sound different from someone that doesn't have to say that, right? Yeah, no, that's what I mean. So I was listening to some people talk recently about being in a relationship. So there's a term now called micro cheating. (laughs) And what that's (laughs) about is just kind of like being able to flirt or do things just with other people just to have that kind of experience of feeling great. Yeah, just feeling good about yourself. Because look, a little attention from another guy from for a woman who has been coupled up her whole life must be really nice. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know. I don't know if he told you that, but we've been together pretty much my entire adult life. So that's what I mean. I couldn't imagine. I mean, you've had the one guy and I'm sure he doesn't say it because he has to. I'm sure he says it because he he means it, but it still doesn't matter. Like hearing another person say it just validates it in a different way. And why not? Like how great to get that kind of attention in way later in life. It can't hurt. No, for sure. And I think that's part of the the other piece of it is I'm at a point in my life post hysterectomy where you get to a place where you're like, screw it, whatever. Yeah, that's great. Cause you don't have to worry about pregnancy. You mean, I mean, just like, I guess even just caring about what other people think so much. Yeah. That's called being older. I mean, that's the greatest like, thing. There's about a being freedom, older. right? 30. Yeah, totally. Totally. I mean, listen, Mark said, and this is how he really ended. Like he's just never been happier. This is the best times of his life and how great a lot of people wind up the second half of their life bitter and miserable. I think the right way to be is happier than you've ever fucking been, because if you grow and change and solve your issues and do the work that you're supposed to, you should be happier as you get older. It is a great thing to have all that hard work when you're younger being done and you could just like, like you said, fuck it, not care and, and just live your life. And you guys are living your best life. I mean, here you are, a couple have been together for so long and now you're like opened up your relationship and it's, it hasn't hurt. It's only helped it. Correct. 
For sure. Yeah, it, it definitely, it has only helped it. I feel like you said, like all aspects of our communication have improved and just, I think too, after you, after you go through some of these silly experiences, there's, there's a bonding in them, right? Yeah. Cause who else are you going to talk to about that guy's right. dick? I mean, no one else could, I can't even understand what you're talking about, but he's the only one. He smelled it he's too. He's the only one. <laughs> He was right down there with you. That's fucking hilarious. That's a funny point. Well, listen, Julie, thank you so much for calling. And I love doing couples like this, getting the guy first and then getting the female second. Uh, your guy, Mark already sent me hot pics of you guys. So I have those for my Patreon. I'll get to give you guys um, free access to my Discord afterwards, too. Uh, this episode will be up really soon. I love talking to you guys. I love your guy's story. I love a big part of it was that he quit drinking. I think that I love hearing success stories like that. I'm like I said, I'm a sober person. That's not an easy thing to do. And no. I love that he did do it and he's in the right head space. Like he's just so much happier and that's what it's all about. And I think you, you really did the right thing. And I love that you guys were able to get back together. Like what a happy ending. And then to have this, it's like perfect for my show because now you're fucking other people. It's like, the <laughs> yeah, now there's like icing on top of the cupcake or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love it. It's really, it's really a great story. So thank you so much for calling in and sharing. And this will be up really soon. All right. Well, thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks. You too, Julie. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.